0: Hey, welcome to the second episode 108 of the Collector's Quest podcast. That is right, the second episode 108. We skipped episode 107 last time, and some people speculated that we were saving it for a future episode as, like, some kind of secret or something. But no, we just screwed up the numbering, so we're gonna go fix that right now, because Collector's Quest already had a tragedy where we went, like, five episodes having dual episode numbers in the beginning, so we're not gonna do that. That's confusing. Anyway. It is January 1st, and you know what that means. It is the deadline to take down your Christmas decorations. There are people on your block that still have their Christmas decorations up, and they are wrong. So here at Collector's Quest, we're going to do exactly that, because uh, I we recorded this episode two weeks ago, and I didn't have a chance to edit it until now, because turns out the holidays are busy sometimes. So here's a Christmas episode for you. On the first day of January, we are talking about 12 Christmassy collectible games And we're going to be that guy who's super late with getting out of the holiday spirit. Don't forget to leave an iTunes review. I just left an iTunes review for a show I listened to, uh, The Assembly Line, which is about NES Homebrew. And man, it's a huge hassle. I thought you could just go on their website and just like, you know, like log in and leave a review. But no, you literally have to have iTunes installed on the computer to leave a review. So I guess that's why people don't leave iTunes review, because it's such a freaking hassle. Thanks, Apple. Anyway, (laughs) enjoy the episode. Here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Tyler, here with Johnny, here with Stefan. Hey, guys.
1: Hey, how's it going? Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Do you, are, are we uh, in the UK now? Yeah, I was going to say, does anyone... You know, actually say happy oh, Christmas. Oh, you
0: like Harry Potter. So I saw whatever Harry <laughs> Potter has Christmas. Is that the first one? So I saw that movie and I'm like, wow, happy Christmas sounds so much cooler than Merry Christmas. And then I just switched over. I'm like, oh, I'm a happy Christmas person now. All
1: right.
2: I think that was the first time that I heard that referenced as well because I wasn't into other British stuff at the time when I saw the first film. And I remember thinking that they were saying it wrong and that it was weird.
1: I, I can go either way on that. It's fine with me. You guys consider Harry Potter a Christmas movie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious, like what your take is on that. Some people doing po- something. Uh, doesn't every movie take place over the course of a year? Yeah, they do. I, I mean, yeah, but some, sometimes they focus on Christmas more than others. Yeah, they also have like certain episodes. like the first one definitely has like a big Halloween scene. So, anyways, I know everyone here is like, please stop giving Johnny an excuse to talk <laughs> about Harry Potter. Move on. Move on to the episode. <laughs> I'm like going. I'm going through our list of things
0: we're talking about today. I'm like looking for Die Hard. I'm like, oh man, we're talking about BS Christmas movies. We probably have a Die Hard thing in
1: here.
2: We do, right? but we're not, we not talking about, about,
1: about Christmas movies. What are What are we actually talking about, Stefan?
2: <laughs> uh, uh, we're talking about collectible Christmas games and collectibles. Yeah, how many of them, Stefan? You said the ugh,
1: wrong answer. Wrong answer. How many, Stefan? Twelve. Twelve. Why twelve, Stefan? 'Cause
2: it's a Christmas list and if you make a Christmas list that's more or less than twelve, you are a garbage person. That's correct.
1: Man, Stefan, you've nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> <the> first... <laughs> all right. <laughs> Man, we I'm so, I'm so happy right now. <laughs> An answer I finally got the answer I was looking for. I feel all choked up. Yeah, we're doing twelve collectible. Christmas items slash games, some stuff we want to talk about, just, you know, uh, fun stuff. It it is collectible. Some of it will be, you know, from the U.S. Some of it will be North American, but some of it will also come from other territories, Germany, Japan, you know, just PAL stuff in general
0: or Japan. A lot of it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Get excited,
1: guys. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of it is not stuff you necessarily want to own, but when has... When has, like, stuff you wanted to play ever had to do with collectability? At least for video games.
2: Never. Or Christmas, really, now that I'm thinking about it. (laughs) Considering Christmas is, like, the big
0: holiday, I'm surprised. Like, there's some Christmas stuff, but there's not, like, a ton of Christmas stuff.
1: No, actually, when I was doing... When I'm like, okay, what's like the collectible stuff? Like, two years ago, we did an episode where we talked about games that reminded us of Christmas. And then I did like, uh, I made a list of like Christmas movies that are games. And in the games that reminded us of Christmas, it was mostly Christmas movies. So I was like, I don't know. Like, that seems like the list is a little sparse. Maybe I can flush it out. Nope. And then I was looking for Christmas collectibles. And it was thin, guys. The list is thin. Like it's really go-
0: weird because, and you think of other media like uh, comic books or video uh, movies. Like there's gonna, there's comics and Christmas movies every single year. There's going to be more of them, and we definitely don't get that. With uh, is it too expensive to develop games? Stefan, tell us.
2: I mean, it certainly is expensive to develop games and to pigeonhole yourself like that, so that. Essentially, once the Christmas rush is over, your games would stop selling and it would also affect the secondary market. I mean, I can think of a million reasons why you wouldn't make Christmas games on a regular basis.
1: I, I know, but you can do things that are like Halloween themed and like get away with it pretty easily. There, there, like, there's even a few Easter games. Yeah. Like that's so it's just crazy to me. Like, there's also not a lot of bundles that you would expect to say Christmas or holiday on them. There's a lot of bundles that they called holiday bundles, but did nothing to represent the season at all.
0: Really? I'm just making up in my head. I could see there's, like, 12 Nintendo DS bundles that have, like, ribbon and
1: fake gift packaging around it. There's not a bunch of those. I don't think, like, they actually have the ribbon on them. There's, like, a DS that they, like, they always push out, like, a DS at Christmas time. Like, the 3DS is, like, two years ago. It was the one with the removable plates, the black and the white one. Uh, Last year, I think it was the Zelda one. This year, it was the uh, Mario Maker one, like... But they weren't really Christmas-themed. They, like, on the adverts, they'll put, like, ribbons and bows and stuff on everything, but they don't actually make the packaging reflect Christmas. There's been very few that have actually done that. Because, again, they want to leave them on shelves through January. (laughs)
2: Exactly. They want to be able to sell through the product.
1: That's true. But I I just would have expected more. You know, like if they had a super rad Christmas deal that was only going to be there. Like those DSs, usually you don't see them after Christmas. They're not on the shelves. They're usually sold out. Yeah. So point of that is there are a lot less Christmas collectibles than you would think. And then Fewer. given the, like, there's so few, I would expect a lot more of them to be more expensive or Christmas themed games. They're not. They're relatively cheap. So if you like to collect stuff with a wintry Christmas theme, you know, it's, it's not that hard. Except for some of these uh, big ones we have. So, are uh, you guys ready to get into the list, or do you want to want some more banter?
0: I'm done, Johnny. You're That's done? That's it for me.
1: All
2: right. Banter is banter has proven dangerous today.
1: All right. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, let's get into it. And, you know, I'm going to let Tyler go first, because there's nobody who wants to talk about semen more than Tyler. So, Tyler, please tell us what I'm talking about and get us back into the PG zone.
0: All right. Well, this sea Man a Dreamcast game. Uh, I learned something new about it today, in that there was a Seaman Xmas package console in Japan, which is a limited edition red Dreamcast with Seaman bundled with it. Not just Seaman, Seaman Xmas package. What is it called? Is it Seaman Xmas package? Yeah. It's Seaman, but the little creepy fish dude wears a Santa hat. It's- and he's
1: got the Santa sack
0: hundred times better than C-Man off the bat it's amazing
2: and i di- i didn't look at this but is it is it in game like he's wearing a hat in game
1: i don't know i haven't seen gameplay footage of it it's how could i it imagine be? it has to be right so yeah the the icon on it is pretty impressive uh if you don't want to spend the money on the console you can there is you can get the disc by itself in an in individual package but uh, Tyler tell us more about it
0: well, the consoles, I mean, the reason you wouldn't want to buy it is there's a bunch on eBay. There's nine at least on U.S. eBay, but they're like $2,000 and up for a complete Seaman Red Dreamcast. So you could get the disc on its own, which was only sold between the 16th and 24th of December 1999. Seems like real specific item that was only sold within a week window. Uh, and then it looks like the copy of the game, it comes with the game And it comes with what's called the present disc. And the present disc has like this little cardboard envelope and a to and from label. And we couldn't figure out what that is, but it looks like it's just a second copy of the game that you give to a friend for Christmas.
1: And that's a super cool idea. That is really cool. I I love that idea. And I love that, like, Seaman, the weirdest game on the Dreamcast got this edition, which makes no sense and perfect sense all at the same time.
0: Wait, How'd your friend play C Man if you gave it to them and they didn't have the
1: microphone? I don't know. Oh man, I'm freaking out. Yeah, it's was the it's microphone hard to... used for other games. Uh, I don't know. Well, Dreamcast had a modem, but I don't know if it carried like you could get a modem for it. I don't know if it carried voice. I didn't do a lot of online gaming. I'm not sure at that there point. was
0: voice chat and like Fantasy Star and all that. So, yeah, probably. Mic.
1: Yeah, that that's like a big deal and that's that's a big money item. $2000 is a lot to spend on a console, especially when there's like 2000 is the median price in. There was some as high as 3500 and I think the lowest we saw was like 1900 our best offer. Just crazy. Don't buy that. Yeah, don't get the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean if you Johnny really, bought
0: the game uh, immediately before the episode for 25 bucks.
1: Yeah, I was like this is well, I I I'd been negotiating with the guy before that, but he finally came back to me while we were Yeah, I was ready. I was like, "Yeah, that's cool. I'll buy that. That's awesome. It's gonna make." He got it for ninety seven cents off. So master negotiator. Look, he wasn't budging, and I decided I didn't care, and twenty five dollars was fine. Uh, I thought it was cool. Anyways, next item up on the list is kind of the one that everyone I think knows about, or maybe they don't. Like you guys, tell me if you think everyone knows about Days Before Christmas. This is a weird Mega Drive game and Super Nintendo game. Uh, it was our Super Famicom. It was released in Australia for the Mega Drive. And I think it was Germany for the Super Nintendo and um, our Super Famicom PAL. And they run between five and $400, respectively. So, you know, it's Santa. It, it's a game that was by Sunsoft. So I thought it would have got a wider release. Like That's a game I thought would have come to America, especially since Australia has... Like, it's Christmas in the summer, essentially. It seems yeah. even weirder to me that for the Mega Drive it was over there. There's a lot of bootlegs of it. You can get, like, a ROM. I say translation, but it's not really a translation for the Mega Drive. Yeah.
2: It's, it's like a region a, patch or yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah.
1: So you, you can get that if, if you really want to check it out. I I have one. It's not even, like, the worst game. I'm just surprised it didn't see here, and it's... Yeah. It's fairly collectible. People yeah. like to buy it around this time of year and take a picture with it.
2: And and for the Mega Drive it seems to be exclusive to Australia, which is interesting.
1: Yeah, that's why it's so expensive there. And I yeah. I think the only region I've seen it in for the fa- Super Famicom is Germany. So, yeah. I don't know if it's anywhere besides that uh, as far as Pal release cuz you know Pal is weird. No, like just because it's a Pal release doesn't mean it was released in every territory in Europe mm. or country. So, anyways, kind of a weird thing. That's I like the big one. Funcom. They, you,
0: they were the guys that made Anarchy Online. Fun fact.
1: That is a fun fact. Yeah. Huh. So uh, anyone else, what do you guys think? Do you guys think the gen- there's a general knowledge of Days Before Christmas?
2: I honestly thought that, I mean, we talked about this before, but I thought that this was also, there that there was a aftermarket US release, and there wasn't. So that's, uh, so I guess in... It's widely known enough that, that I thought that there was a U.S. release for it, and
1: there's not. Yeah, I think that's I, probably because of the English, you know, being in the English language, people can get a hold of it.
2: And there's tons, if you, like, image search, there's, like, tons of Genesis-branded art that apparently people just make.
0: Yes. I couldn't care less about 16-bit games that didn't come out in America. I don't care about Mega Drive, and I don't care about Super Famicom.
1: God. well, Tyler, you're a downer god bless Just us sorry. everyone no That's, i gotta yeah. be yeah. up Jesus on this i don't Christ. know scrooge Yay. over here you're a great christmas any good should i care about it <laughs> I, it's not terrible how about that like oh, in pretty? australia it was like sunsoft i uh, depends do you like sunsoft games because i like sunsoft games and people are finally coming around to sunsoft i feel like in the last couple of years though they were really down on it once upon a time what people down on Sunsoft? Like once upon a time, yeah, people didn't care about Sunsoft at all. Now it uh, it shifted. They made Blaster Master, Blaster Master Two. In fact, no, yeah. they didn't. That was developed by Software Creations. Anyways, oh. <laughs> Stefan, why don't you pull one from the list and share it with the people here?
2: Sure, I want to pull this one just because I'm I'm the promo collector of the group. There's a Pepsi Mario Xmas banner that. So there was a back in the '80s. There was a a, a a Pepsi promotion uh, that they they put Mario on the cans and but they they weren't Christmas themed at all but like the advertising was generated in around Christmas time and so there's a lot of branded material that's essentially a key art that has it's just Mario with a with a Santa hat and then later uh, in the Super Nintendo generation they did another promo almost identical except for now the key art is Mario riding Yoshi in a Santa hat um, so there's there's a lot of it out there uh, most of it's like. Uh, corrugated cardboard, so we basically wanted to bring it up and tell you not to buy it, because it's lame and expensive and crappy.
1: It's too bad that there (laughs) wasn't, like, more vinyl banners. That's It's so weird to me that Nintendo branded all this, like, Christmas stuff, but then, like, in their games, we never got, like, any kind of branded Christmas stuff like on actual Nintendo products.
2: Yeah. Well, it's also strange, too, because while the Santa hat stuff is on the promo for... The uh for the actual Pepsi promotion, the actual product like the cans don't have it's just it's just Mario art. Like there's not it's just interesting that they on the all the paper product promoting what the actual promotion is, which is Mario on the Pepsi cans that they chose to to brand it for Christmas and not the actual product.
1: It's interesting. Yeah, Nintendo, they didn't do a lot of like items that were like there's some Christmas ornaments and stuff. But there's not like a lot of Mario in Santa gear. There is from like I want to say like 1995, 1996. There's a weird Santa Mario toy statuette kind of thing that talks. It's very mm. strange where you actually see Mario in a Christmas suit. Not a I lot. Thinking about Christmas the uh,
0: stuff. Pepsi Mario and Yoshi trash can to add to your Nintendo trash
1: can collection. <laughs> you know, Tyler, you joke, but those Nintendo trash cans get fairly collectible you can get that and put it next to your Nintendo toy chest. (laughs) I hate them so much. I, who are the people who could, uh, if I was going to say anyone has one, Stefan, uh, tell us about yours.
2: <laughs> I actually don't have one, but I I did I did want a toy chest and and to put all, put all my LCD games in. I'll I'll be honest there. I feel like you, you can't own these stupid uh trash
0: cans if you don't have like a World of Nintendo cabinet. Because the people who own this shit, it's just like yeah my my thing is my thing. I just have NES and Super Nintendo stuff, and it's every promo that they've ever made in my basement. That's what these stupid trash cans are for.
2: I don't know. If you had like a game themed bathroom, it'd be kind of cute. Anyway, that's not the topic. Let's get back (laughs) to what we're talking about.
1: It's fine. It's fine. All right. uh, Let's move down the list, Tyler. Bring us bring us some more Christmas collectibles, will you? And tell us a little bit about the price on them, too.
0: Hold on, Johnny. (laughs) Hold on. I'm doing 8 bit Xmas 2008. Oh, no, don't.
1: Well, do you want to give like before you just specify the year, you want to tell people like a little bit about the history of these things?
0: So, the 8-Bit Xmas carts, they, uh, RetroZone.com at the time started putting them out. So, it's a yearly series of NES homebrew games, and it actually started out in 2008, and it wasn't even a game. So, 8-Bit Xmas 2008 came out, and it was just a music cart. It was, like, you know, NES music, and then it just had snow falling and a little kind of snow scene and since it was the first year it's still i don't know how many sold it sold to a handful of people i will say and then 2009 also kind of sold to a handful of people but then 2010 both because nes was getting more popular and because this series of cards they're like oh man this is just gonna be a thing every year we should start getting these so in 2010 it started kind of rolling up so the ones from 2010 on are not super rare not super collectible but uh 2008 especially and 2009 they're pretty rare cartridges they've got leds in them so they kind of like you know have a little light show and the cartridge itself it's kind of cool
2: they're like christmas lights right i mean that's the idea
1: i mean just red and green like leds but yeah yeah
0: (laughs) so the market in homebrew peaked in maybe 2015 or 2016 it's been on the decline for a little bit because people thought homebrew was going to be a thing and people were wrong because homebrew is not like a thing, like limited edition stuff. I've heard 2008 go for $1,000 And in today's market, I don't think it would get there. Uh, 2009, which is the first game, uh, also hundreds of dollars. And then once you get to 2010, 2010, maybe a couple hundred dollars plus, And then the other ones are
1: all in the hundred dollar range or less, the newer you get. The thing that I think that's interesting about this is they were just sold just cart only, but they were in such high demand. Like on Nintendo Age, you could buy them like they would announce it on a thread and you could buy them all the way up until Christmas. But there was people who started making boxes for them independently so you could have them boxed. But that had nothing to do with the actual release of the game.
0: Oh, funny. Yeah. That's a weird thing about homebrew, selling boxes separately. That's why I don't buy the boxes. It's like, no, it feels so, I don't know. It's weird buying a box separately. That's not how games work. Yeah. And then also actually with the 8 bit Xmas games, they, uh, for most years, I think there's a couple years recently that don't have posters, but they have these uh, 18 by 24 inch posters of like pinup girls
1: that go along with the game. So
0: if you want to be super complete, you got to have the poster, you got to have the box, you got to have the cartridge.
1: Yeah, I didn't understand where like the Christmas themed like cheesecake photos came in to this. That was weird for me. I was like, "Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't even know they were part of it. I bought one. I was like, "Oh, this will be cool." I think in 2010. And I was like, "What? Why does it have this on?" Like I I'm not angry. I just didn't know what, why or who this was for. It's for the weirdos on Nintendo Age in the late 2000s. Uh back in the day too on that I think you could get them programmed with your name on them like on the title screen for a little bit more. I think that was like a service they did for a little bit.
0: Uh yeah, there uh, there's a lot of stuff on Retro USB. I remember seeing that in Retro USB, so you're probably right, I'm going to yeah. say.
1: Yeah, I remember cuz I debated whether I cared enough to do that. Guys for the $10, I I think I didn't care, which is weird. Cuz now I probably would have paid that $10. But uh, I now every I time probably I get a chance to that do cut.
0: that, I I make the text not for resale. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, so, last year, uh, 2007, they came out with a multi-cart. It's got a little LCD screen in it that changes the actual label of the cartridge. So, you could buy all of these games for, like, 75 bucks on RetroUSB.com. Interesting. Uh, they're not great. <laughs> There's one good one. 2013 is a 2D spaceship shooter, and kind of the rest of them are all pretty bad. So, well, download the ROM for free, too.
2: There you go. go are down. they and, and are they ROM hacks, or are they actual homebrew?
0: No, they're brand new games. Oh, okay. Developed
1: by uh Bunny
0: Boy and Kahan mostly.
1: Yeah, and like it's a cool idea. I-, I like that they do it. I like that the idea of the tradition that they're there. Um yeah. you know, it, up to you if you care about homebrew and stuff. Tower, since you did those, you might as well take <laughs> do the next one too.
0: Oh man, so this is a totally the- unrelated product. Sixteen bit Xmas for the Super Nintendo by RetroUSB.com.
1: What? What uh, weird.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's the same thing for Super Nintendo, but they only did two years. And I'm not going to be negative and say that NES is better than Super Nintendo, but no one was buying these 16-bit carts, or they're harder to make, or something. But it's the same thing on Super Nintendo that came out in 2011 and 2012.
2: I think both those things are probably true.
1: Yeah, well, especially like the I think maybe the market for homebrew is much stronger on Nintendo than it is for Super Nintendo.
2: And
0: yep. I think that's, that's partially that's also just cause like, you know, like art and animation and all that stuff, making a good looking super Nintendo game is way more expensive and hard. True. Yep. But so the first game is like this single screen platform game. It looks kind of bad. And then the second game is a copy of eight bit Xmas 2009, which is a terrible game. So uh, no offense. I'm sorry. If uh, I think bunny boy made it, it's it's like a little four way snowball fight game. But since it's a four way game, there's no point in attacking the guy directly across from you, so basically you just go into a corner and just like mindlessly check to the side. And that 16-bit Xmas. those are worth like two, three hundred dollars, something like that. The last one on eBay I see went it was a uh, 2012 that went for three hundred fifty, but there's a guy on Nintendo Age that's trying to sell them for like one eighty each. So
2: I don't know what that's about.
1: Stefan, when are you buying those? Oh, right
2: now, dude. I just uh, did. Excellent. I'm
0: They're part, the set, so yeah, part of my set. So I mean, yeah, you, yeah, got, you gotta have them. They. Yeah. Official releases.
1: Yeah, I agree. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Stefan, why don't you uh, pick one to to knock off the list?
2: Sure. Let's talk about Christmas Nights into Dreams. So this is essentially a a demo for a, a Christmas demo for the Nights into Dreams game the the u.s copy you guys tell me that the the there's a there's a Japanese copy that's different right but the us copy is a is a, just like the first few levels of the retail game but with Christmas themes um, and the most terrifying cutscene I have ever seen in my life I was watching it bef- right before the episode and uh, it's got some really awful hand-drawn uh, like one screen Cutscenes with the worst voice acting on the planet, but yeah, it was just a it was a promo pack in with the magazine. I want to say right, um, and uh, and it runs about fifty bucks, so it's uh, it's not uh, super common, but not uh, crazy uncommon either. You should go buy it and play Nights into Dreams and Christmas themes. Yeah,
1: it's a uh, cool little bit. It, it comes in that cardboard sleeve, but um, I'll piggyback a little bit off what you said there. Into our next item, um, there are Japanese ones. It was released in Europe as well, and it was released in Japan. Japan had a full release. Those ones aren't very expensive, though, so you can get those sub-$50. The Japanese one's like $12. But the one that is collectible and is expensive, it it got a whole console. There's a Sega Saturn Christmas Nights console. It's like a white console. It's like $200. It's from Japan. comes with the Christmas version of the game, and the regular one uh, is in there as well. So if you are interested in a collectible Christmas console... This one's nice. It's like white. It's got the little nights before dream character on it, and it's got like a little ribbon and bow, like kind of like what you were thinking you would imagined uh, before, like the ribbons and bows on stuff on the DSs. That's actually on the Saturn, so <laughs> that's another one off the list. You can do that. Anybody else have anything to say about Nights into Dreams?
2: Is there a pack in? Does it come with the yeah. game? The console. Yep.
1: Cool. So it's not that expensive. Expe- like if you're looking at. Like a boxed Japanese Saturn, it's not that much more. So, if you want like a an interesting version,
0: I think Christmas Nights is better than Nights into Dreams, even though it's only two levels. Because the snow makes all the difference, it makes the game that much cooler. You think that's true? It, so, it it only has two levels, and then there's also like a bunch of stuff you can unlock. Like after you beat the game, it shows you like this big grid. And I think they're called presents. And, like, if you play the game on, like, different holidays, like, on Valentine's Day, there's, like, hearts or something, and uh, I don't know, whatever, what's a non-denominational holiday that would be on there? Probably New Year's, you get something. There's, like, a Sonic minigame. It's it's pretty extensive, considering it's a free demo. Uh, it would probably prevent me from buying the game if I had it, because I'd just be like, no, I'm good with this, I'm going to spend my money on something else. Fair enough. Yeah. It's got right. a good soundtrack. I've had the CD in my car for, like, ten years at least.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah, like nonstop, nonstop. You still have CDs in your car? Yeah, you guys don't have CDs. Ew, what? what? Why? I don't even I have music a CD in, player in the car. <laughs> I don't know if I have a CD player. I How know. Do for you not know. That, like, where do you put the CDs? All the new EVs don't. I haven't picked up a CD. It's right. Like, it goes right and... below
0: where you mount the GPS. It's right on that console. My <laughs> car has satellite in it. Why would I mount? it No, GPS? like the
1: Garmin. Like you just put it on top of the CD player. Huh. Weird, Stefan. Are you aware of this? These Cedis, <laughs> Cedis. <laughs> yeah, is that how it's said? Citizens. Am I saying that right citizens? Yeah. I I heard of that in Vickers once. That see uh, man p- bulky. Guys, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh Tyler. Sorry. Uh Tell us more. Tell us more Christmas games.
0: Johnny, we're gonna keep the homebrew train running with Holly Jolly mix. Oh man, maybe a game man, some of our Tyler's listeners have heard minute. of
1: because not a- i don't know anything about this so you're gonna have to tell me about it uh so 2016 oh man i forgot who
0: even made it but there's this uh holly jolly mix cart it's an nes music cart it comes in a half green half red case how clever is that so he, he probably bought you know 40 green cases 40 red cases and then just split them It's so smart that's clever and it's got just some some nice Christmas music you could put on on your NES in the background during the holidays. It doesn't light up, nothing fancy like that. I think the music is better than most of the 8-bit Christmas games, although 8-bit Christmas 2009 has a rockin' version of Oh Holy Night. Um it was sold for uh, it was 35 bucks in 2016 for just the cart, which means in any sane universe it should be worth like 20 bucks now. Uh but due to the nature of homebrew, everyone thinks it's super rare and collectible. So you you'd probably pay 50 to 75
1: if you can even find it. So do you think there's like a red top shell and also a green top shell version of it?
0: Yeah, there definitely is.
1: Okay. So do you think completists have to have both? Uh, yes, definitely. <laughs> All right. I just wanted to be sure we we're on the same, uh, same track there since you mentioned the music. Uh, if you want some other good, like um, if you're into chip tunes and Christmas chip tunes, Uh, computer and 8-bit weapon did a Christmas album once upon a time and it was pretty good there's some good stuff on there so check that out if you like that sort of thing all right uh Stefan do you want to pick one off the list I do because
2: I want to talk about the Turbo Graphics holiday bundle because is it like I I, so I'm I'm doing I'm looking through pictures here and maybe you can help me out Johnny because I don't actually own this thing does it also come with Airzonk, or is it this terrible bait and switch where they actually put Airzonk on the box and then sell you keith courage because that's it, awful
1: okay so there's <laughs> here's here's some special stuff about that so it came with keith courage and then it came with another surprise game okay. and then i think that surprise game was ninja spirit <laughs> or uh there's one other game you know hyrule verse just posted about it uh, like what possible games were in there? Right, I can't so, remember the other one. So, so, so uh, it's the other thing about it is there's some variance on this because it's just a sticker that went over a regular TurboGrafx-16 box.
2: Yeah. So let me back up a minute because I launched right into why this thing made me angry. Uh, so it's um, so it's uh, the TurboGrafx bundle. Uh, it's the, the system with apparently a Keith courage and a mystery game. The thing that really makes it holiday is a, there's a holiday pricing where it's got a, a price tag on it that has the, the $99. This must've been real late, right? Cause it was, it was an, a $99 MSRP, which was already a reduced price. And then that slashed out. And then it says sixty nine ninety nine in a, in a burst bubble, and then it's got the this is the part that made me angry is that there's this gigantic picture of Airzonk which by the way is a goddamn amazing game and he's he's circled in a holiday wreath and that's that's the the holiday connection there there's also some christmas ornaments on the box as well but uh, really the, the the most holiday part of this is uh is really the the special christmas pricing of 69.99 which is a goddamn steal however uh, that's pretty messed up that they're showing one of the best game, a picture of the best game on the console, and then giving you Keith Courage.
1: Oh, don't be mad. It could also have been Dungeon Explorer. That was the other mystery game that could be in there. <laughs> that is not better. <laughs> no, it, it surely is not. Yeah, you're like surprise. Oh no, I never want to play this thing again. Uh, but the um, uh, yeah, like the funny thing about it is this: it's just a giant sticker over the box. So, a lot of those boxes are just lost to time. Like, if the box survived, the sticker might not have. Kids probably peeled that thing off. It's hard to find one in nice shape. I have wanted one for for quite a long time. But, at the same time, I I don't want to pay, like, $500 for a bad sticker. Yeah. And, oh, the other thing that's interesting about it is, I think there's a version that said $79.99 as well or 89.99 yeah there is so there's two different versions of it huh. so there's a 69.99 and then there's an 89.99 one and it's the exact same thing except just the price has changed God, they had to have been
2: dying at this point to be selling this bundle with two was, games for seventy bucks.
1: What is going on? This
0: says it says it came out in nineteen ninety. That's the second Christmas of the Turbo Graphics, and it was already on fire that much. Yeah, yeah, did not do <laughs> well. It, it went on for like years after that. Am I crazy? What was the last released Turbo Graphics game? I
1: don't know. Uh, oh, I don't know. I I don't remember Live because like check. the nineteen ninety three Beyond Shadowgate.
0: That seems crazy that yeah they that were was, already on fire that much and games were that still was, coming out.
1: That
2: was a CD though. Like this packet, this is just the, the base unit. Alright,
1: fine. 1993 Legend of Hero Tanma. <laughs> so like the other thing is like on the eighty-nine dollar version, like uh on the sixty-nine dollar version, it's the it says like nine ninety-nine dollars slashed on the eighty-nine dollar version, it was the hundred and twenty-nine dollar version of the console with the price slashed. So, I mean, there are some differences. Which one do you want, John? Blanket statement is the same. I want both.
2: And they very well could have been continuing to support the already established U.S. base long after they stopped making the console.
1: Well, especially back then, it was, like, so normal just to take a huge hit on your console just to try and sell the games. Oh, sure. So, um, anything to get it out the door, I think. Anyways, yeah, it... I love that thing. I, you know, I want one next to my Turbo Duo. It's just expensive for that sticker, and you know, sticker doesn't look great. It gets torn real easy. It's lying to you. It's also lying to you.
2: (laughs) I don't know why I'm so mad about this, guys. I apologize. Merry it's Christmas. pretty okay. funny. Imagine if
0: there was a Sonic Sega Genesis bundle. It's like, you get Golden Axe and...
1: And, and a
2: kick in the nuts. Yeah.
1: You get Golden Axe and eSWAT. That's what you get. <laughs> yeah, right? hey <laughs> uh, uh, why? Don't you like me? Uh, oh, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. Glad we covered some TurboGrafx stuff, because I feel like we miss Turbo all the time. And it's weird. Like, of all the systems that got, like, a Christmas bundle, it's not Nintendo, it's not Sega... Turbo graphics sitting here in America with a, a Christmas version.
0: We literally yeah. talked about two Sega consoles. Oh, you're talking about America. You threw that America yeah. at the last America. minute and just like short circuited my brain. I see how it is.
1: Yep. Did it on purpose. Um, okay. So here is a weird one that uh, I know you guys are going to be shocked. It's Lego Harry Potter. Look, I promise I'm going to try in the future here to not bring up Harry Potter on the episodes, but there is a Lego Harry Potter years one through four holiday bundle for the DS. It comes in a large cardboard box. It, the game is held in a really crappy paper sleeve. It comes with a special stylus and a Lego minifigure. It's like a cool bundle, uh, except that it's like very easily damaged because the packing on, on the inside is really gross and cheap, but it, it's like a weird holiday bundle that came out for the DS and I, it came out of left field, it was like, what, really? And there's a minifigure in here? Okay. But, um, yeah, Lego Harry Potter year one through four on the DS was included in a lot of weird things, so I'm not surprised necessarily that there it got a holiday bundle, but it exists. It was, and, in uh, fact,
0: it was included on a recent Switch release.
1: Yes, yep. Uh, the, well, Switch, PS4, and Xbox. Man, I, do you want me to go down the rabbit hole of, like, just Let's some talk new about Harry Potter Harry games. Potter games. Found- What's been done yeah. with the
0: Lego Harry Potter series over the years?
1: Well, uh, it's, now it's on all the modern consoles, so that's cool. Also, just found out there was a box PlayStation that advertised Harry Potter for the PS1 as a demo on it, and there's two different versions of that. Also, found out that the earlier PlayStation ones had um, a Canadian variant, so that means that it had the English and the French. Yeah, there's your Harry Potter update, guys. I'm still working on those lists, making sure I just have. <laughs> Hundreds of Harry Potter games. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. This has
2: been Potter Watch 2018. Yeah, pretty much. Nice reference.
1: Um. All right. Anyways, that's all you need to know about that. It's about fifty bucks if you can find it. Make sure you know exactly what comes in the box though, because you don't want to piece that one together because it's an annoying thing to piece together. So spend the fifty to seventy five and get get the nice one if you want it. Looks like incomplete ones are basically
0: worthless. They're like ten bucks shipped. Yep. And then there's one for fifteen dollars with no minifigure. So I imagine the minifigure is the thing you really need. The
1: minifigure and the stylus, like I said, it because it doesn't come with the regular DS case, it comes with this weird folding paper insert, and then there's like like a a holiday guidebook in there too. There's like a little folding guide, and then there is like the instruction manual. It's it's really poorly assembled on the it's inside. Terrible. Yeah. The box outside is cool, but the inside is garbage.
0: I nominated for least collectible thing on our list. That's not homebrew. I uh,
1: well, I mean, it's Harry Potter and it's Christmas, so it's got to be worth something, right?
2: And uh, Tyler, I would probably nominate the the Neo Geo thing as probably the least collectible. The what? The, the, Neo the Geo. what? Yeah. Oh, is it my? Can I take one? Is it my turn? Yeah, take oh, it. What? Okay. <laughs> okay. So there's a there's a holiday edition of the Neo Geo Mini. You know that thing that's also that's already not selling as it is. Uh it's uh it's uh you can go and and buy it on Amazon right now uh for the cool cool price of $189. What the what what is this life? It's uh
1: Wait, is that more than normal? Yes. Yes. You know how you make something successful is if it's failing hey. Just make it more expensive. Hey, you know the that... The Neo Geo guys will buy it.
2: Yeah, and somehow we're going to make it uglier than it already is by making it red and gold and uh, put it in a holiday box and, and charge you twice the price. So, you know, that's that's good.
1: That sounds awesome. Tell me more. Does it come with new games on it?
2: Why this is a loaded exist? question. You already know the answer to this question, and you're just baiting
1: me. I, I actually don't. I was hoping
2: you actually liked that. <laughs> I'm there's at no wrong of... answer here. Okay, I, I'm not baiting one, you. One, two, three, four, five. There's like a hundred five, ten, fifteen, 20, twenty twenty thirty So, like, forty, forty-eight games. Uh, I, I honestly don't have the, the base list with me, so I, I don't know if they're any different. But, uh yeah, packed in with 48 Neo Geo games. It does look like it comes... With the, okay so it comes with the controller but so there's i guess there's a review that, that says the they fixed expensive. the HDMI output which
0: if i remember correctly so people said it looked like composite when you connected it to God, a tv
2: it's so ugly and it's like so undeniably christmas like it's not like oh this is a red console and that could be Christmassy, but like if i'm playing it in the middle of the year it's okay cuz it's just red no no there's a goddamn reindeer on it like it says it says merry christmas on it. Uh-huh. Well,
1: I, I heard if you ship out a broken item, the way to fix it is to dress it up in Christmas and then charge more money for it.
2: Uh, like, oh, God. Uh, this is so bad i don't understand well, wait does it come with me two controllers Maybe? i mean
0: don't buy it because the controllers they don't even have the micro switches they're just kind of mushy it,
2: how how is this even happening like normally i'm the one like people leave comments and be like oh yeah stefan's so low key we really enjoy him on the podcast and now like the christmas episode comes around and i'm just fucking dying what is
1: going on you're a grinch i guess god this is so positive. bad
2: it's
0: the be- spirit it's so... No,
1: you no about this thing. You can shit all over. It's it. so this bad. This thing is terrible. Yeah,
0: please.
2: Oh my continue. god.
0: It's not a thing to play. It's a thing you put on your shelf, and you're like, yeah, it's my Neo Geo shelf thing. It's like, why is it Christmas themed? That's what you would ask eleven times out of twelve whenever you saw it.
2: Oh my god.
1: It's yeah,
0: just
2: it,
1: so. It's awful. I don't think it's
2: like going to hey, be rare, and HDMI
0: it's cost four hundred dollars in the future. You
1: guys. Oh yeah.
2: Like... Jesus, it's at least it's only two hundred dollars.
1: Oh god. So, so, when are you buying it? Oh, right
2: now. It's in the cart. <laughs> Excellent. Buy it now, right now. There it is. Tons away. You know what? Oh, I'm going to overnight this fucker.
1: Oh my Excellent. god. It's so good. Bad. Good use of uh good use of money. Guys, uh let's all buy one and then do a Christmas video of us all playing it, but let's do it in July.
2: I can't even <laughs> This wasn't even fair. Like, you, 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 so you ambushed me with money. this, Johnny. I'm like, because I didn't know about this before I was looking at the list. And then I'm like, oh, I'm probably going to pick this one next. I should probably look at it. And then, like, I'm just shanghaied with awful. This is so bad.
1: I put this on the list especially for you.
2: It's so bad. Oh, someone talk about something else. I can't anymore.
1: All right. Well, there's, uh, only like really one thing left on the list and it's kind of obscure. Um, Tyler, do you want me to take it or do you want to take this one? Do you know about it? Oh, I know all about Grinch
0: with Watch on the <laughs> PS1. Yeah. So Shrek a Super that- Party on the Xbox It came with this little crappy LCD watch and some variants of it and that watch is super rare. I've never seen one. Uh, I've seen one actually. So
1: uh, Shrek Super Party.
0: Wait, we're talking about the Grinch. Uh, I have no idea, Johnny.
1: Yeah, it's It's like this rare, weird, like kind of, it's a bigger box than your standard PlayStation box. Like if you've seen any of the Rayman with like a beach ball and everything, it's kind of like that, except it's the Grinch. And it comes with the watch, the end, and it's on the PlayStation 1. It's a weird thing because that was just kind of getting into the era of where special editions were starting to happen. And this is like one of the weird ones. PlayStation has some weird uh, extra items. Actually, for cool like, like collectibles, pre like this, everything's a special edition era that we live in now. Go look at like early Master System stuff. Like, go follow like uh, Sega Collect or any of the Sega Master System guys. They have amazing, amazing like cool stuff that were pack ins and stuff that you could get in like collector's edition, not like the garbage we get now. Um, but yeah, this is like a weird one that I've been after for years and. It doesn't come up very often.
2: Yeah, I can't it's even like, find it. I can't even find it. I've been looking for a picture since we yeah. started talking I was about like, it. I was like, do you know about this because you own it? Because I can't find a picture.
1: No, I, I know people who own it. I know That's two so people crazy. will have it, and I, I hope one of them sells it to me um, also, it's for a reasonable of, price.
2: Tangentially, it's really bizarre that the, all of the art for this game is not the Jim Carrey Grinch, and yet it seems to be a get Jim Carrey Grinch game.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we had that. Maybe they're actually other trying to sell on the list. It. So, yeah. The anyways, <laughs> the Jim Carrey Grinch movie is super weird and terrible. Please don't watch it. It's got like weird sexualization at the end of it, which is like really so not Dr. Seuss. And also, Jim Carrey is terrible. <laughs> um, I know a lot of people are going to be like, Jim Carrey's great, Pet Detective, but that, ugh, garbage humor. Ugh, the Truman he's Show, the Eternal N64. Sunshine, of the Spotless Mind, great movies. Great movies, but Game his guy. comedy movies—he is the N64 of comedians. Oh, <laughs> just saying. Great. A lot of people love him, but it's totally—it's totally a dumpster fire. <laughs> it's, and I try to stay away from it. <laughs> <laughs> so, perfect analogy, but it's true. Eternal Sunshine and Truman Show are great movies. So, um, he just happens to be in them. <laughs>
0: All right, so Johnny, for the when you advertise this show on Instagram, I want to see a picture of the Grinch with the watch in the little picture, because I, I can't find this game. Yeah, or send me a picture of
2: it. Now I'm fascinated. What does the watch look like, Johnny?
1: Um, I think it's just a little, I think it's a black band with a little Grinch in it, just like a really cheap-looking plastic watch. Huh. I will attempt to find a copy uh, and send a picture, unless I dream this up in a fever dream, uh, which is possible. Uh, But, like, 99% sure that exists.
2: Yet another reason why I'm glad I don't collect for PS1.
1: I mean, it's not something you need to complete the set. It's just, like, a weird ancillary item. Like, there's another weird thing that most people don't have or know about is, uh, I think it's it's the Jungle Book, Jungle Groove or something, whatever the game is called. And it came with a dance pad Mm
2: -hmm. on the PS1. Weird.
1: It's a PS1 dance pad game and it's like window boxed. The CD is like window boxed in front of the dance pad. It's a really weird box. It doesn't come about up that often
0: dance pad games. So
1: I do Yeah, have, and that's why you. I do him. have
2: a large number of dance pad games.
1: Yeah, so anyways, that that's it. So uh those are some collectible Christmas games. Yeah, the the list is sparse. We could have said things like Toe Jam and Earl is like, you know, 40 to $50, but yeah, we, we wanted to get you some more obscure stuff that maybe you hadn't heard about. What's what were you going to say, Stefan? I
2: said, yeah, we should have. For those of you who are thinking right now, man, they really should have talked about Toe Jam and Earl. Know that I rallied for
1: it. I'm on yeah, your side. Yeah, and I just said it wasn't quite collectible enough. And I wanted stuff that was more obscure. Maybe you haven't seen Um, so, yeah, this is some fun stuff. If you are going deep in the well or you want, like, some good Instagram Christmas photos, you can can track this stuff down. Uh, But most of it is totally not necessary, and you should just avoid it. And just do anything else uh, with your money except buy this stuff.
2: (laughs) But if you have this Grinch game, take a picture on Instagram and then tag us, because I really want to
1: see this thing now. (laughs) Yeah. So, I think we can move on to the second half of the show. I know it's Christmas, but... Uh, Are you guys buying stuff for yourselves right now, and are you playing anything?
2: All right, I go first, because I generally go first. I got to talk about this Christmas thing that happened. That's what your wife says. Yeah, she calls me the Christmas miracle. I got to talk about this thing that happened. So I get tagged on Instagram um, by a store about 500 miles north of here called Nostalgia Alley. It's run by these Jason and his his wife, Rebecca. So he tags me and he's like, hey man, I got this Genesis game traded in and it's got your name in it. Hashtag how many Stefan Reese's can there be? And so I look at the picture and immediately recognize it as like nine-year-old Stefan handwriting. And I go, that's absolutely my game. So basically what, what it happened is... Uh, in 1991, so for probably my ninth birthday, my grandfather bought me a copy of Growl for the Genesis.
1: And you have talked, I want to, I'm going to interject, this is your story, but I want you guys to know, this is a game he has told me about in person, and like some of his best memories are games from his grandpa who weirdly had impeccable taste.
2: Yeah. So this is like, this is (laughs) something
1: he brought up to me, like as friends, before this thing ever happened, like a yeah. year ago, he before talked to me about I
2: had these. my Genesis set, everything. Yeah. Like when I was just collecting Genesis games that I wanted to collect, Growl was like the first thing that I needed to yes. have back in my life because 25 years ago, I sold this thing at a yard sale in my yard in South Pasadena. So between then and now, it traveled 500 miles north, found its way into a game store that happened to know my name from instagram and instead of taking the label off to sell it which is they were in the middle of just taking all these labels off this box of games that he got uh he stopped looked at the name recognized it tagged me on instagram and now literally today it arrived in the mail so i have this game in my hand that left my possession 25 years ago through a yard sale and uh, through the magic of the internet, it's it's back in my collection. And let me tell you guys, like how special this is for me. Not only did it uh, was it a gift from my grandfather um, who is no longer with us, but of the like six thousand some odd games in this game room before today, only one of them was from my childhood collection. My copy of Super Mario Brothers three. So this is now the only the second game that I own currently that is from my childhood collection. So it's. Just the 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 odds, like just these the circumstance upon circumstance that had to line up to make this happen is just ridiculously astronomical, and uh, and now it's it's back in my hands. So that's my that's my feel good story. My uh, nostalgia; those guys were, were good enough to just uh, charge because you know Growls are rare rare or a rarer game. They uh, they were nice enough just to charge me uh, the twenty two dollars that they bought it for. And and now it's now it's back home. So it's it's a I love this story, even if, it you know, it's it's amazing that it happened to me. But even if it wasn't like I, I just I love this. This is so, so crazy to me how this happened
1: that it's fairly amazing. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie. Definitely. Maybe it's like a ro- romantic comedy with Ryan Reynolds in it. And he goes through this thing where he's this. There's a girl in it who is looking for a book that she lost a copy of jane Eyre that was uh you know signed by her dad with a like a dedication not a dedication but like you know he inscribed something to her that she lost and like he he goes out and he looks for this book like constantly through the movie so it reminds me of that but it, it is fairly amazing and they did an awesome thing by like contacting you because they didn't have to do any of that part
2: no nope, so not at all.
1: plug the hell out of them again tell, tell yep. them because I, I think this is really amazing
2: yeah, so the store is called Nostalgia Alley. They're in uh, Petaluma, uh, California. So that's uh, if you want their phone number, it's uh, 707-774-6485. And they're a great shop. Again, it's run by uh, Jason and Rebecca. And they even like in the in the um, in the package, he sent me a little postcard that said, "Hey, what a crazy world we live in. Glad I was able to get this back to you. Like just 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 the best people. And I'd also so just." Also, what's crazy is when I, when I took this thing out of the package, I touched the label because my name wasn't written on the cart. It was written on a, on a sticker that I then, I then wrote my name on. And when I touched it, it fell off immediately. Like just the, (laughs) the, just the, the very, very, very last of that glue was holding onto that label. So just like, just that. In that twenty-five years, that label didn't fall off, and it was just just holding on till it got back home. I actually was able to just you know put it back on with a glue stick, but um, but just just uh, again, just another another reason why it's just so amazing that this cart got back to me.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's uh, pretty awesome. Um
0: It's like the most ridiculous thing. The the fact that it went through a store who knew you. I'm mean, like, I don't think there's any other story like that. Like maybe like I've you know, I've lived in this area and I found a game. I found this lot of games on Craigslist had one of my games. Like I could see that, but the way this got back to you is just like so insane.
2: And I asked them to to ask the guy about it, you know, tell him the story and ask him about it, and he was absolutely not the person that bought it from me. Um so it had to change hands multiple times and at no point did someone take off this stupid sticker with this kid's name on it and it and it found its way back it's just it's
1: just blows my mind and it wasn't even a label that was hard to peel off no
2: Which, yeah no it literally just flaked off when i when i touched it that's crazy
1: it's crazy so anyways i'm really happy you got that back like i said you had told me about that before so i was uh i was very happy for you that that found its way back to you
2: and I'll, I'll post about it on Instagram too. I just haven't yet. Uh, cause again, it just, just got to me in the mail tonight. So uh, I'll put
1: it up on Instagram so you guys can see it. All right. Uh, good story. Uh, Tyler, you get to follow that up. If, yeah, I know, like, what? It's like, <laughs> it's all right, right, I'm
0: done. Like, if I don't seem shocked, it's because I was already, like, rolling around on the floor when I was reading this happening live on Instagram. Like,
2: wh- what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> well, it, you know, if it makes you feel better, Tyler, you can, like, edit this and put me behind whatever you're oh, about to yeah, say. Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm just, I'm, I'm buying more Super Nintendo games. I, I want to get more Genesis games, but I can't find the few that I still need. So, uh... I got a Boxed Ogre Battle, I got Sparkster, I got Pocky and Rocky 2, and I got by far, I think, the hardest SNES game to find that I have so far, International Superstar Soccer. Oh, nice. Uh, that game sucks to right. find. That game has always sucked to find. Which label did you get? What? There's two of those, too? I don't even know. I think know. we
1: did this in an episode before. Yeah, there's a No, that was Super on. Copa. Oh. oh, I got the kick in the nuts yeah, label for that. About, Are there two guy. international superstar yeah, yeah. soccer ones? No no. No no no. no, 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 no. I mean,
0: I know there's there's deluxe I'm, and then there's the regular. The I'm conflating
1: anyway. it. Nope, I'm...
0: Okay. All we'll right, say it's no. the kick in the nuts label, even though it's not. So we recorded the Crush in the Mail episode, or the, you know, the miss episode, and two days after that, I got these, they were super nice Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons shipped in a Bubble mailer Media Mail Um, and I haven't had to return anything on eBay. Like, if a corner gets dinged on something, I'm like, fuck, it's just not worth the effort to return it. These got totally crushed, and I had to return my first package on eBay in a long time. Damn, were they uh, first print
1: of those games? I don't know. Who cares? Who cares, Johnny? I do because the box is foiled in the first prints and not foiled in the second prints.
0: Oh well, hey, maybe you saved me because now that I know that, I want the first prints.
1: Cause yep. who knows anything
0: about Game Boy Color? Now I'm gonna go check if they're first prints.
1: Yep, I mean you have to like really kind of look at the pictures to know to know the difference. So, anyways, Tyler, I, I, I hope hopefully I is there a job. big price difference? Nope, I don't think people really pay attention or even know about it. Just, I was just gonna say,
2: Tyler, did you talk about Donkey Kong? Did I miss that?
1: I didn't get
0: it yet, but I I oh, okay. just bought a Donkey Kong Championship cart on ebay that's a big deal a that's a
2: big deal dude it's
0: a big yeah well I, yeah, it was it was a big deal i'm like Shh, should i buy this um i don't Merry have it, yes. i'm thinking about sending it to uh, VGA. Get a vga you box around it
1: to vga you mean to water to water WADA, to WADA, people games. we like
0: oh my god they're gonna listen to the show they don't listen to the show right? no. they,
2: they, they do dennis listens
0: dennis i'm so sorry dennis but yeah obviously
1: i'm sending it to water don't, don't. he listens but we don't like him it's fine no, we love Dennis. So, <laughs> don't you badmouth Dennis? You guys want to talk about what you're playing? Sure.
0: Um, actually, it's. Wait, did you see- buy nothing, Johnny? Did we already go over you? What the hell? Oh, um, no, we didn't. No, no.
1: I'm just going to talk about it at the end. Oh, okay. This, I, I don't understand the structure. Okay, Stephen. What
2: are you <laughs> playing? Uh, actually, it's going to sound self-promoting, but but honestly, um, you know, it, it's no secret that I work in the game industry, and actually, recently, I've been helping out another team with their uh their match three game, and I don't. I don't typically play match three, but I've been having a whole lot of fun and which is uh, extremely rare for me to play a game for work and enjoy myself. So I did want to give a shout out to the tropical treats team. Uh, It's a, it's a, it's a match three game and it's on iOS and Android. So if you like match three stuff, then you should pick it up and you are tangentially supporting me if you do. So there you go.
0: Woo. And after you play that, you should play mobility wear solitaire, the number one (laughs) Klondike solitaire game on the app store.
1: That is true, and how, but how did you know that? <laughs> this is the research you did?
0: Yeah. <laughs> with what, what, the solitaire I, I even, company I even,
2: I, I actually impressed that team, too, because they can look at my account and see how long I've been playing, and I've only had it for a couple days, and they're like, you've played this game for seven hours? I'm like, yeah, man, I like this game a lot. Also you played I, that game for seven hours? Yeah. Match three game for seven hours. All right. you You were dedicated.
1: I like it. It's a good game. All right, I believe you. You've convinced me with your seven hours of gameplay. That's right. They're supposed Um, to be
0: addicting. Come on.
1: Okay, so let me let me jump in and talk about stuff. No, so Uh, Tyler, you didn't. No, Tyler. No, no, I just messed that all up. Tyler, you didn't tell (laughs) us what you played. Tell me what you played.
0: Have either of you guys played Quake Two? Yes. Yes. Okay, I have tried to play Quake 2, not since it came out, probably since, like, Half-Life came out. Uh, I've tried to get into Quake 2, probably started it five times. I'm starting it for the sixth now. I thought, like, I just didn't understand Quake 2 or wasn't in the mood for it. I don't think Quake 2 is at all a good game. Quake is this amazing medieval gothic dark shooter... It's unlike absolutely anything else and Quake 2 is this stupid generic space marine brown hallway piece of garbage and I hate it and I think after starting it for the sixth time I finally come to terms with the fact that there's a bad Quake game.
2: John Romero is on his way to your house right now.
0: I don't think John Romero was involved <laughs> in Quake 2. Really? I think he was doing his uh Idos not Idos whatever whoever made Deus Ex. Yeah, I established yeah. it. You know what I'm talking about, John Romero.
2: <laughs> Call us up, John Romero. <laughs> Tell us where you were. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, Quake Two. That's a real disappointment. And then I started playing old school Runescape again, which I think you guys are too old because that was a real flash in the pan of kids playing that in like the early 2000s, right? Yep. Too old. You guys are too old for that. Been playing Runescape since 2001. I was there when the gates Ooh. of Asgarnia opened, guys. Oh my There's god! One person what? listening to that this podcast who knows what that means, and they're like, they are excited. Oh. You said
2: so. <laughs> Two thousand one, I was playing. I think I was playing EverQuest then. Yeah, I totally was playing tons and tons of EverQuest. Is RuneScape so. like a vintage game? I don't even
0: know. Because I used to think like even ten years ago, like people playing EverQuest and Ultima Online is like, wow, man, those guys are real diehards. They're still playing that. I feel like RuneScape is probably old enough to be that now,
2: right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, EverQuest launched in the end of '99. So,
1: well, I, I think that falls into like that episode we talked about. Like, what what is the word between like retro and modern? Right, oh, we can't kind of fit things where things don't fit neatly. EverQuest came out in '99.
0: Yeah, I know. I know it's not like retro. I just remember. I just remember always thinking like, man, people still play EverQuest at points in my life, and thinking that's just like the craziest thing. But if someone came up to me and they're like, yeah, man, I still play Call of Duty 2. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Because that just, even though it would have been the same age,
1: depending on the frame of reference.
0: I don't know. (laughs) Save me, Johnny. I don't, I'm just like, my brain is just like
1: going. (laughs) Okay, cool. You you are playing Quake 2 and not enjoying it and you think it's terrible. All right. (laughs) (laughs) The end. Um, Okay. So first off, I'm going to make a a huge correction to the episode because I totally got my research wrong and conflated the Rayman watch. And the Grinch watch. There is uh, the Grinch item, is okay. Don't laugh. Uh, that doesn't help us. The Grinch item is it, it is a big box and it's a, it's, it comes with a book. So there's a book called Grinch and Barrett. And it looks like the Grinch box, except there's this bigger outer cardboard box and it's got a big like yellow label on it that says uh, free Grinch and Barrett book inside so you like if you google that you still don't really find much on it so you won't really find a picture i have a picture of it here i i was looking through like my obscure stuff to find one day pictures and uh i found it in my personal files tyler you
2: should uh you should definitely throw the new data bone and uh correct that and or at least mention that in editing i thought (laughs) thought
0: you were gonna
1: say what i was
0: thinking and you're gonna say you should definitely edit that out tyler no, no, you can't edit out the whole thing, but just like no, you know. just leave it. Uh, no, I'm yeah. edit out the correction and just leave oh, you. Yeah, that's, no,
1: that would no, suck. that's
2: messed up. <laughs>
1: uh, no, we don't want to misinform people willingly. Uh, yeah, forgive me if my research wasn't exactly complete. As I started this episode, Doc, uh, suddenly my wife decided that she was going to give birth to our son four weeks early. So yes. that kind of threw a wrench in my plans a little bit. You um, get a
2: you get a pass on anything brain related for the next like oh eight months. Yeah, before, so before I'll start calling you out and stuff again.
1: <laughs> yeah, that so that was like a crazy thing that happened. Um, stuff I had bought during that time, I bought bikini girls, uh, Hawaiian Island girls, and local girls of Hawaii for the Turbo Duo slash PC Engine uh, Turbo Graphics system. It's like. The three weird porn games that were on the Turbo Graphics—they're not here yet because they're coming from Spain. But I've ordered them, and you know, fingers crossed that nothing happens and they're not stolen or it wasn't like a ripoff. But yeah, I bought those. That's like my big purchase. So that's like a weird thing I bought. And uh, uh, no comments, guys. That's just gonna nothing I'm, on I'm,
0: that. I'm too busy looking up pictures of it on on the internet. Just yeah, type in local. I only remember
1: I remember local girls local... of Hawaii.
0: I didn't know there were two more. Because
1: yeah. Type in local girls Hawaii, uh, and, you know, it's a great internet search. Do it at work. It's definitely safe <laughs> for work.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah so, I, uh, t- today I made the mistake of of linking a coworker uh, nurse love addiction. Oh, man. <laughs> that I was, was a mistake. I was just thinking sometimes I
0: look, up, <laughs> I look up, like, limited run releases at work, and it's like, well, shouldn't have Google that one? One of these yeah.
2: days I'm going to get IT coming over my desk like, hey, man, what's going on?
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah I swear this is about on? video games. They're like, well, look, no judgment on how you find your pleasure, but don't do it at work. I find all so. my
2: pleasure at work.
1: got to enjoy what so you did do, you ever yeah. buy your limited edition uh nurse love?
2: me, any of you no
0: what no. No. you're like the meme man, Stefan. you would buy it and put it next to the shining ladies bird game, Shelley Duval.
1: <laughs> you' <be> like, ah. <laughs>
0: We talk about the porn nurse game. Guys, can I tell you?
2: Can I tell you that I I found I found her home address and I'm really really thinking about sending her some stuff to sign, but she's also crazy and I just don't know that I'll get my stuff
1: back. I'm like, definitely send her your address. Yeah, yeah, separate copy and send it to her and see what happens. I'm super torn. (laughs) Yeah, you should buy a separate copy and then send her that and like a copy of Popeye and have her sign both. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I also bought Smash Brothers. Uh, that's the thing I bought, which is weird. Though, like we're probably the only video game people in the whole world who aren't falling over themselves to talk about Smash Brothers right now. I did buy it. I bought it I was too. Thinking I about felt, buying, I it. felt obligated. No, I I like it. I think it's good. It, you know, I was in the hospital and there was like a lot of periods of downtime where I'm just like, okay, my wife is feeding the baby and I can't really help her do anything. Uh, and my wife was good enough to throw the switch in our go bag and I got that. So I brought it with me and I was, playing I had a good time and uh, yeah, bringing the pro controller is like the best thing you can do. Cause trying to use the joy cons is the worst. I mean, they're fine. Like in a pinch when it's like attached, but for, like smash brothers, I want to play with a controller. And I I th- always thought the kickstand was stupid and worthless. And when would I ever use that is because they knew you should bring the pro controller and just set the switch down somewhere. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I see. This kickstand, I I actually looked at that kickstand before and said, I will never, ever use this. And I was proved wrong. So I used it and it's great. I mean, it's still flimsy and cheap, but whatever. It did the job, got me through. Is that think special
0: that, edition for Smash limited?
1: Uh, I don't know if it's limited, it's sure but it is kind of hard Walmart. to find right now. It was like restocked at Walmart. I, like I wanted to buy it at Get- Best Buy because I've got my like, <laughs> yeah, gamers Yeah, that's what club. I'm waiting for yeah me too i'm like i have my gamers club i don't want to spend 140 on it or whatever yeah i'm not you know i'm not dying to play another version of smash 4 oh uh
0: no i'm not no, i'm not like a smash brothers fan so but if i can get it for 20 off at best buy if it ever comes in stock i'll get it and then i won't play you online because i'm not going to spend ten dollars for whatever for switch online so then we could just talk about our single player experiences that'll be nice
1: yeah it'll be great um but when we meet up next time, we can all bring our switches and then play local co-op, which I think is cool. Neat. Yep, that's good. Anyways, uh, unless you guys have anything to add, it was a uh, oh, magical the last time. Thing. Okay, hey, Tyler,
0: here you go I, I, with I, one last thing.
2: No, 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 I have a, I have a last thing, too. Johnny, I, I just want to see if, check in with you, and you can edit this out if you want, but I just want to check in and see if you're going to Retro City, or if you know whether or not you're going to Oh, Retro City. yeah, we or should plug that. Ju-
1: or if it's just me by myself. No, no, I, I you know, it was, it was deeply in question. We definitely have a booth, um, and I was unsure if I'd be able to go, because uh, Retro City Fest is on the 6th and 7th of January in 2019, so it's right around the corner and in pomona so people know it's pomona fairplex but i didn't know if i was gonna go uh because the baby but now it looks like we'll be a month out of having the baby so it should be fine talk to my wife and i she's like yeah if not we can probably work that out so the answer is yes i will be there you will be with me i think eric excite by games will also be with us and uh yeah, it should be great. There's going to be a lot of good people down there, like all the crew you know. So I'm I'm very excited that I can go because it's my favorite show to go to each year. Like going up to Portland is awesome and fun. But you know, if I can get kind of that same experience in my backyard, that uh, that's better because then I don't have to pay for plane tickets. And I wish Tyler could come out, but I'm not going to be like, Tyler, come out, after he just spent a bunch same, of money it's the same dates and. as
0: MAGFest. I was checking if is Wada it? was going to be at MAGFest, and it's like, oh, no, they're at Retro City Festival. Yeah.
1: But they're obviously, also, also, Wada's on
0: the West Coast, or they're in Colorado, so.
1: Yeah. But, like, it would be cool. Like, you know what would be good if Tyler came to this one instead of Portland? Stefan, he could, like, actually hang out with us.
0: That'd be weird. Yeah. Instead is of, like, it always in, us. like, early January? Because it's always going to be right when MAGFest is then.
1: It's not all it. The date is fluctuated. It's only the second one of this version of the show, uh, because they were part of another group that split off. Now they both do their own shows. Uh, It's kind of confusing. But uh, this is the one I prefer. And the last one was in February, which happened on the Super Bowl. Not great dates. Uh, And then now this one is early January. So I don't know if it will always compete with MAGFest or what.
2: Those two, those two local shows, also, you know, they're now trying to avoid each other. So the the dates are likely to move as they're trying to, you know. Yeah, they. I, I
1: imagine they should distance themselves for each other for yeah. the good of everyone. Because it's not like I, it's not like I want to draw a line in the sand and be like, I'm not doing this one. Then, like, Agreed. I want to go to, I want to go to both shows. I, I know and like people at both of them, and I like to buy games. So let's <laughs> let me help you get my money. Move the dates further away from each other. Right. Space yourselves out, and then collect my money. Yeah, stop competing with Magfest, a show in Maryland across the country. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that was really a factor for them. So you uh, not coming out then? I guess Tower.
0: I'm not, but uh, oh, okay. you know, t- take pictures of your signings. I want to see how long the line is.
1: Okay. <laughs> well
2: Our signings, like people signing for us, like we're signing stuff.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. You signed stuff yeah. at Portland, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. It's really weird when people ask you to sign stuff um, at this level, because I'm like, I'll sign it, but that seems real weird. Uh, I had a guy come up, and he was like, please sign this. I was like, okay. I mean, I don't really have any specific game that I would go off about. I think if people are going to bring me anything now, it's going to be like Lego Harry Potter uh, will be the thing I have to sign. But before, it was just like random Nintendo games that a couple people brought me to sign. And I'm like, let me... Sign the back so you can do a back swap <laughs> in case you decide that this is dumb in a few years and you don't want to, like, lose money on it. So that's what I did. I
0: wouldn't let you sign the back if I was doing that. Also, this is just Johnny bragging that
1: he's actually had people come up to him and ask him to sign stuff. No, I that, that's not a brag at all. I felt totally awkward and tried not to.
2: Yeah, I the couple times that people have asked me to sign games, it, it was, like, stuff that I worked on when I was at Disney as, like... A temp QA tester making like nine bucks an hour. And I'm like, you like, I barely worked on this game and first of all, somehow it's weird that you know that I worked on this game. But uh but also
1: I really didn't have a whole lot to
2: do with it. But uh people just like getting stuff signed by people, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, look at you, you love to get shit signed.
2: Yeah, but yeah, okay, but not by me.
1: <laughs> True.
2: I'll sign
0: whoever if you bring a copy of Ninja Gaiden three to me, I will sign it, guys.
1: Yeah, well, see, that's like, it would be a game that we'd call out that Tyler would definitely sign. You could also bring me copies of Dragon Shard. That's also called Dragon's Hard for the PC. Uh, that D&D, uh, you know, strategic, uh, like, uh, oh man. I just what? totally lost all my words. Anyways, uh, yeah, it is a game that I helped make Once Upon a Time, and I would sign that for you. I actually have my copy with, like all the people who worked on it signed, because, you know, that's a thing that happens.
2: There would be nothing I would want more in life than to have someone come up to me with a copy of It's a Bird's Life and ask me to sign it. Done. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> don't
1: don't deface such a rare game. <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's it. Now we're just like, now we're just random bullshit. Oh, who cares about Rooney, this part. He's like, yeah, you
0: could cut this. So now it's just time it's, to talk about things. And then it's, we just kind of went fun,
1: off. random bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah people love it okay and if they don't then they can stop right when we said you can cut this part
2: right this is the time
1: to stop <laughs> yeah. um all right anything else tyler no
0: Stefan's the one who had the one more thing and it was like, the thing we you. just did okay yeah but, sure but you my you thing have?
1: my thing was relevant okay yeah and it was good that we got to plug that that was a good save all right um where can we find you gentlemen
2: uh, I am on Instagram mostly, sometimes YouTube at Archon A R C H O N
0: nineteen eighty one. And uh, Tyler, where can we find you? I'm on Instagram default gen default G E N, and right. Discord and MySpace.
1: Excellent news. And I'm Johnny underscore Iuchi. That's Joe-H-N-N-Y-I-U-C-C-I on Instagram. And uh, you know, if you find me on some of these nintendo age and Sega age forms i'm just johnny because i'm a diva there and oh, i got johnny boy 113 that is Johnny. nope nope just johnny <laughs> so that's how you know everyone else is an imposter because they have numbers that's it thanks for listening guys and we will see you next time good night bye